Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Chase the Dream Pammy, coming to you with the first shot podcast. And yeah. My man, Ian Silverback Butler. What's up, my man? Tell what's us up, a little bro? Bit. Another great what's week up? for the Golden Knights. Oh. I should talk to them, and we need to get some love from them because I've been shouting them out a lot lately. I know we're still a small-time <laughs> podcast, but when we are big time, we need to get some love. But another great week for the Golden Knights. My Cowboys, it's been uh, pretty damn. good in Dallas. You're just on one all of a sudden we'll with all see these what happens. and stuff like that. We will see what happens Reasons. with the Dallas Cowboys. Los Dang. Angeles Lakers. I'm not a Lakers fan, but they look oh like Oh, my God, struggling. dude. Why are you why are you bringing this up? I'm just helping you out, bro. The Raiders. <laughs> You're not helping me out. We're going – the Raiders are playing this week. They – good uh, thing I'm not a Raiders fan. One in seven or one uh, in six or two in seven. One of those – one of those low numbers, whatever it is, it's not very good. But tell us what we should uh, be doing if we got games coming up this week. Wow. Ian Silverback. <laughs> Butler. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, I don't know why I'm super depressed about it, but I mean, because none of my sports teams are doing well. Um, but if you do want to go back, is what you do. If you're into baseball, well, baseball season's over. Houston Astros won the World Series, right? Um, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, even e-game, even golf. They make enough money as a as a as a whole anyway. But this is what you do. You go to bet online. And you can use promo code Believe Fifty, and with that, you get your fifty percent off welcome off bonus. Go to bet online. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't bet. So, so I don't bet. I, I can I kind of want to do it as a side hobby a little bit, but if I do, obviously, I'd be using our sponsors at Bet Online, but. Uh, I mean, I have a coach that that's his side hustle, bro. He makes thousands of dollars betting, which can be good and then dangerous at the same time. Okay. Yeah. You ever seen those people that like in the living room, they got five TVs up? Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like, kinda like they got five TVs. Like it's, have you ever seen people who do stock market Yeah. or, or in, into, into day, uh, day trading? They got yeah. 17 screens. Exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly what it is. So, uh, yeah, that's what he does, man. But um, besides that, we had doom, 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 yesterday we had OC All Stars, uh, which is California, such a big place. But we live in a beautiful place called the OC. All right, the mm-hmm. OC. If you have an orange, it's called Orange County. All right, this is where. Modern day housewives live, stuff like that, right? We were Remember that show back Disney. in the day? Remember, what was that 15 years ago? Hold on, <laughs> yeah. back in college. I oh, think the OC, called, the actual I think show it was called yeah. the OC, the OC, yeah, it was popping. Yeah, dude. that's was when popping. I was back Everybody in had Hollister shirts on, everybody had Aeropostale, yeah, <laughs> the Puka shell necklaces. <laughs> we used to watch that as a, as a house back in college. <laughs> well. Not just the boys, you know, there was, yeah. <laughs> we had some, we had some friends over too. 
<laughs> okay, okay, okay. That, that's a little. That's a little suspect, you know. If you're just not uh... just the boys, bro. <laughs> not just the boys. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, we had OC All Stars. We had about we had five kids on the All Star. Um, pretty much they pinned all the top all-stars against each other, stuff like that. And it was a great night, man. It was a great night uh, for our kids to make some of the all-star teams. And it was good, man. It was just a, but you know what I did notice from some of the other all-stars that got picked? And this is going to go into some of the subject we talked today. Um, some kids were on fire. Some kids killed some other kids. Good. Some matches were close, right? I've seen a couple kids gas. Right. And I'm like, and it's one of the, it was the cool thing, right? Both they had two CIF reps on both mats, kind of like a little state tournament, right? Two mats only, high school gyms pack. And I'm like, how are you gassing when you're an all star, bro? Like, you know, and then I'm just, and then some of the guys, I'm at the table next to the announcers and they're just telling me information. They're like, man, like, yeah, that guy did nothing all summer. <laughs> nothing all summer. And then comes yeah. into a big all-star match. And uh, a couple of them, there's a couple of them. And I'm like, man, this Cal, this guy was sitting on the couch eating Oreo cookies all summer. <laughs> and uh, and he gasped, bro. And that's pretty much that kickoff. That right there is pretty much the start of the California season. Yeah. Next week, you got duels, stuff like that. But um, how important we, I, I remember... I had a friend that owned a little, uh, that owned a baseball club back home. And I spent out of his house and he used to, the dad used to be super mad at him because he used to chill for the summer. And he goes like, this is what happened. He chills for the summer. He don't do shit but play video games. And he, that's all he does, which I want him to have a life. And then when season starts, right, he kind of, he lets season, he lets that get him conditioned and he's not fully conditioned. So he's behind the line, the starting line, right? And then mid-season when everybody's way more conditioned, he's he's still he's still behind the starting line. And when it comes to postseason, like people are on a whole different level at that point, right? When it comes to postseason state tournaments, right? Then I feel like he's he's like, then he's finally like actual in shape by then, by postseason, mm -hmm. right? So um how important <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about it before that you just like, even if just to like run a little bit or do some kind of off season program or go to a club and wrestle at least three days out the week or do something. Right. Cause you just don't want to be behind season when season starts. Yeah. Well, first off you're out here demonizing Oreos. All right. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's park there for a minute. If you're sitting on the say, couch, it was either Oreos or chips ahoy. You chips ahoy. You're sitting there on the couch all summer <laughs> eating Oreos. Hold on, let's stop that for a minute. <laughs> let's, let's park it there. Oreos. Let me say this about Oreos. You don't you mess with Oreos. Eat, hold on. I think the phrase for Pringles should be the phrase for Oreos, because you can't. Isn't that you can't eat just one? Is that Pringles? Yeah. No, that's Lay's. That's Lay's, right? Exactly. Or it used to be Lay's. Either yes. way, you can't eat just one. Whatever that that phrase is, yep. I think it applies to Oreos. You can't eat just five. You can't eat just ten. I don't even bother Man. buying Oreos anymore because 
it's a if I start, it's a rack. Done. You're just t- you're clearing out the rows. The clearing rows out the row. row because you can't you can't go you can't go one or two. You got you see that rack. To me, I see I see a challenge. What about right. Chips Ahoy? Yeah, and a, then I'm the question. Chip, I'm not a okay. Chips Ahoy fan. Uh, oh the, my the, god! The soft, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there. The soft ones are good. I no. don't like anything. Uh, yeah, I don't like crunchy, bro. Crunchy that, that that cuts the roof of my mouth. What about the Chips Ahoy M M&M and M one? Yeah, as long as they, as long as it's soft. Damn. I don't dude. do crunchy. Hey, all y'all that are out there that that are listening to the podcast, you ever get me cookies or anything like that? <laughs> Got to be soft. <laughs> I have a, I don't know the right word, <laughs> but I have a very soft roof of the mouth and bread, brother, you, you ever see, I was watching a TikTok the other day and they were cutting bread for a sandwich. Yeah. Dude, I, I had to think that they were cutting through plywood. I thought oh, if you take a, yeah. you take a bite of that thing, you, the splinters that are going to happen. Okay. Ooh. How many times have you been to Subway? I don't go to Subway. I don't believe in Subway. Never in your life? Oh, well, yeah, I used to. As I okay. got older, I'm, okay. I'm a non-believer. But, but when they ask to get your sandwich toasted, you're not a toasted guy, huh? Nah, brother, I'm not toasting. What? I'm not toasting. Nope. That's a damn, dude. No, sir. Damn. I'm, a Jer- I'm a Jersey Mike's guy. And then a Jimmy John's. If I got to go, if I got to go that level, <laughs> Subway is, Subway is down here is jv okay so back to the <laughs> question which i completely forgot what your question was. <laughs> are you hungry this morning dude? <laughs> i don't think so i had some coffee this morning oh, I, feel good. I, I, I feel really good though i slept well i had a kink in my neck last night i worked it all out I slept really good <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm ready for whatever today brings. Okay. So my thing is gassing and not doing anything before the season, right? Not, yeah. it, not, it, not even necessarily just wrestling, but like we don't have a running program or a lifting program or something, right? Like you got to do something that's like anaerobic that has some capacity to wrestling. Like, and you go into a big all-star match like that, like it ain't going to be well, right? Drilling something. So, brother, that's an interesting, it's an interesting topic because I, there's a couple ways that I, I think about it. Having the experience of going overseas, having the experience of being in different countries and watching wrestling, have the experience of, of American wrestling and, and, and our style and our heavy, heavy emphasis on cardio, right? Talk right. about being in shape. And it's... <clears throat> It's interesting, right? Because other countries, I don't believe they cardio to the level that we do. They're very technically sound. They still, don't get me wrong, they still train hard. And when they wrestle, they wrestle hard, right? And and their wrestling hard looks different. I mean, every position is contested. Um, They spar a lot. They get their cardio out of sparring. Um, You go overseas a lot and they they play soccer almost every day. Right, that you play soccer when you warm up, play soccer at, at, at the end of practice. They have designated part of their training days where they come in. Usually it was a Wednesday, you'd come in and you just play a game. That was it. 
You do a little right. bit of, little bit of, you know, a little bit of pummel, a little bit of underhook, a little bit of just positional work, but then you would, you would play a game. And so I only think I've all the times I went overseas one time we did a shark tank drill. Okay. We were training in Krasnoyarsk, Russia. Um, one of the, you know, great training center, great facility. And I was in a place called Yakutsk, Russia. And we went for a couple mile run um, through a, it, it was weird. We just took us out to the middle of nowhere. And it looked like a, a place that they go to during the summer and maybe have picnics or family stuff. But I think in America, it's, it's, it's hard. I've thought about the same model and how that works, right? Conditioning, all, the, all that kind of stuff. But one, I think our folk style lends itself to, you got to be, you got to have, you got to have good conditioning, got to have good cardio base. Um, and it takes time. If you take a lot of time off, like for your body to sort of like harden up, so to speak, right? Sure. You know, you know, cause you're in training camps for fights. When yeah. you first come in those first three, four weeks, you're sore everywhere. Your neck hurts, your body hurts because your muscles are, are, are breaking back down again. And you're going through that kind of hardening of your body. And then it takes time to work out the kinks. I think that's the thing that kids don't realize, even if you play other sports, right? I was not a year round wrestler until college. Um, I would wrestle up through July and then August, September, October, I was playing football or running cross country. Um, I did not go in the wrestling room at all during that time. Um, and then would come into wrestling. And, and I think the only thing for us is it's Las Vegas, it's Nevada. You don't, you don't hit that stiff competition right away where you got to have, right. You got to have your body in shape. So um, how important is it in the off season? I think it's, I, even if it's once a week, right. Once or twice a week that you're keeping yourself in that rhythm of getting a drill in, getting a spar in, um, getting a run in, right? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And I think, I wonder if sometimes when kids are training, they go so hard during the, you know, mm -hmm. so hard during the season and so hard during the preseason and the off season. And it's, it's the wrestling game is so competitive now. It, it, if you are not a year round wrestler, um, it is going to be very hard to be in the upper echelon of the rankings. I just, I truly believe that now. I mean, there's kids that still play football and I think can get away with it. A lot of things I tell my kids is we're, we're not fortunate enough to be a Pennsylvania or Ohio, um, even a California, you know, where even those kids that, that do play football, um, our level of wrestling, just, we're not, we're not there yet. You know, we're, right. we're, we're, we're Las Vegas, we're Nevada, you know? And so it's really difficult nowadays. Um, if you're not a year round wrestler to be in that upper echelon, right? Not that football is a bad thing. I, I enjoy playing football um, when I did and, and, and whatnot. But during the summer, I do think there, there's an important time for built-in breaks, right? Where after Fargo this year, I, I made my high school kids take two weeks off. I was like, you are not allowed to come into the wrestling room. You're not allowed to be anywhere near Gold Rush for the next two weeks. And it was great because some of them were so hungry to get back on the mat after that. But there is a value in learning to, if you're not doing summer wrestling, that you've got to, you've got to keep some level of activity and keep it fun too. I think the training doesn't have to be 
come in and go grind matches. Balls to the wall, right? Hard, hard as can be. And, and a lot of times I get pushed back from my parents sometimes. Ah, why during the summer? Why, why aren't we trading hard? I'm like, no, trust me. We don't need that right now. I, 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 we don't, you don't need to do that all year long for your mind, for your body, just for, for the whole health of everything. You know, I like to give times where we play some games during the summer and, and, and even during the off season and, and just allow, like allow some of that pressure to come off. Cause once you hit season, I know right now, um, a lot of our groups and classes are, are, are training extremely hard and the kids are, are going through hard training right now by design, you know? And so, but it, it's important, like you said, you know, th- there's always the pack. I, I, when I lived at the Olympic training center, I would sit with Bill Zadek, who's still the head coach now for, for, for USA wrestling. And he would always tell me, I, you know, I, I would always ask him, why aren't we doing this in practice sometimes? Why are we not doing that? And, and he, he, he would, he sat down with me and chase, here's the thing is here's the pack, right? You've got everybody in the pack and everyone's trying to separate themselves. Right. And you're within, you're within the best of the best of the best. Right. And so everyone's trying to kind of separate themselves, you know, and he's telling, you know, tell me what is the extra stuff that you're doing, right? What is the things that you are doing on your own that no one's telling you, you can go for a run, but even when you go for a run, right. Are you just going for a run or he would tell me when he would go for a run, he'd see a light pole, you know, and every other light pole, he would, he would sprint to the next light pole, you know, he'd jog and he'd sprint. So he'd, he'd kind of build in um, these different markers and challenges being self-reliant, so to speak. Right. So to certain, you know, I, I'm answering your question in a long way, but the value of, of, of work during this, during the summer, during the off season, so to speak is, is, is ultra important. And again, I'm not talking about, full on balls to the wall, everything, but one or two practices a week, maybe a run, make sure you're lifting. I think in the off season too, just to kind of, kind of just strengthen up your body and, 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 and different movement, stuff like that. I think it's really valuable, man. So Shoot. yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a huge part of this game, especially if you want to do this at, at a higher level. You want to wrestle, you want to wrestle the college levels, you want to wrestle international, you want to do all that. It, it, it requires you to, to do the extra work. No, absolutely. A thousand percent. Um, I think it's really huge. Uh, um, in my MMA career, right, going overseas to Thailand and watching the Thais, these guys have over thousands of fights, right? And I'm like, how? Like, how is your body not take a beating? And their training method is like, they just run a lot in the morning right, to do, like, a little couple miles, um, they jump rope, and then they, when they spar or go live, um, they don't go hard, dude, it's, like, 10%, like, they, they call it play, they play, right, they play, right, I think there's a lot of value when I switch it over, um, even with grappling, I think there's a lot of value to, like, play wrestling, yes, right, um, flow wrestling play wrestling it adds so much man when you can just groove and and dude how many dude i know there's so many situations that you just play with that i think the light bulb comes out when you play wrestle right because the anxiety is not up to the max right you're not worrying about winning positions or i gotta win this position or max you just play wrestling and then you work on stuff like how many 
things have you figured out about your wrestling game just by play wrestling? Right. A lot, you know? dude. It's so valuable. I think our hardest thing or my biggest challenge with sparring and play wrestling, one is until you experience it and you've been around somebody that can knows what they're doing, of course my phone's going to ring while I'm doing this. <laughs> and my cameras are going off because someone's near my door. So, yeah. Damn, uh, Chase, get your stuff I'm, together, bro. I know. This is so <laughs> unprofessional. Well, eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get there, right? I'm going to wait till the phone stops ringing. Um, it's got one more ring in it. Hopefully they don't leave a message because most of the time it's telemarketers before I finish my thought. But remind me what we were talking about. Play wrestling. <laughs> play wrestling. So, yeah. So the, the challenge with play wrestling too for me has been is one, you got to experience it. You got to know what that feels like. You got to know what it's like to spar in that 50, 60, 70, 80% range. And then two, kids got to have the technical, the tools to do it, right? I, I have kind of different varying levels of kids. Higher level kids can, can do it because they know more, they know more positions. They know how to, how, to, how to work through things, right? And so kids that are newer trying to explain how to spar is, is like speaking a different language, you know? And I don't necessarily love drilling. Um, I don't necessarily love like, oh, we're just going to drill hard and because so often, more often than not, it's not realistic, right? You can drill a high crotch a thousand times, 10,000 times one way, right? And, and it's not going to be, it's not going to happen that way. Very rarely does it ever, like, you hit that nice little setup, right? And, and, right. and, and it goes exactly like you want. So we've done a little bit more situational live. Um, I love situational live, man, because, like, you usually end up in those situations but then how many times do you actually work on those situations? Right. Right. Like, it's huge. Yeah. And it gives a chance to learn to wrestle. We've all heard the term, right. Wrestle the match within the match, right. Wrestle the positions within the match. Don't wrestle the match. So to speak, when you wrestle the match, you're wrestling seven minutes. We do, we do mindset training and I'll, I'll shout them out. Um, you know, they do a great job and, and, you know, you have a six minute match. Well, yeah, you're not going to wrestle six minutes all at once. Right. But when you're right. wrestling those 15 or 20 second positions within a match and you start to put together those 15 to 20 second increments within a match, right. Before you know it, the first period's over and then the second period, but that's such a, that's such a hard concept sometimes to grasp. And I think this is very important on top. Right. You talk about in college wrestling, you you have riding time. So top and bottom becomes really important. Get those 15 to 20 second increments of riding time on top, even if you're going out of bounds and wrestle those 15 to 20 seconds to work to get your partner opponent flat. Because then you think about this, it's 15 to 20 seconds of wrestling hard to get your opponent flat. Then you, it takes about 10 to 15 seconds to build back up from a base. You don't just build back up right away. So right there, you're, 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 you know, 30, 30 seconds in 30, 40 seconds, you give yourself a nice, nice buffer with riding time and what that other, uh, what that other opponent might do. But the, the value of play wrestling um, and learning how to do it and, and even taking 
five, 10 minutes, you know, when you come in with somebody to learn to spar from position to position and not necessarily wrestling hard, not wrestling to win, so to speak, right? In practice, but wrestling to be creative, right? Thinking about it from like an artistic point of view, you know, this is a canvas, like how can I be creative? You watch Ben Askren, you go back and I, I, I've traveled a lot, not with Ben, but with Max, um, his brother. And, and, you know, he would talk about kind of their idea of, of, of sparring and funk wrestling. You know, they had, they had an A, you know, they had a B, they had a C, they had a D, they had it all the way of like E, F. They had all these different, you know, you do this, I do this, you do this, I do this, you do this. And they would, they would always have something in response and they were phenomenal. I've been going back and watching some, some older videos from 15, 20 years ago, college wrestling. And, and I've been watching a little bit of Ben Askren and, and some of the stuff he does very unorthodox. Dude, a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of, I believe a lot of his stuff comes from play wrestling, bro. And just flowing. Yeah. Exactly. That's all you have to do. Like, like it's, uh, it's, it's one of the things um, I'm about to say your name, Randy Miller. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Randy, Randy, was, Randy Miller. <laughs> hey, that's, that's how we met brother. I know, that was, bro. That, that was, our, that was our connection. I know. Randy had a big thing in our relationship, you know, and uh, she's, uh, she always makes a joke and she just like, I feel like she feels like she's the adopted child in our relationship now. <laughs> she goes, it's always Ian and Chase. It's always Ian and Chase. And then every time <laughs> she's like, I'm the one that did that. I'm the one that did that. Dang, she sounds like a jealous, a jealous girlfriend, bro. Bro, she oh, uh oh she, I, Randy, if you hear that, you're the best. I don't I, I, I didn't love mean Randy in a bad way. I love Randy because hey Randy will kick my ass. So <laughs> hey, if she hits you, she hits you with a blast double, brother. Go back and watch her when she hits double legs. Of course. Uh, you, it's no, it's not like a double leg, like, and if you wrestle her on the stage, I think for me, I'm just, I'm probably just giving up the double leg in the circle. We're not, um, <laughs> if she double leg, you're trying to double leg you off the stage. So I'm going to take my, I'm going to cut my losses and I'm going to give up the double leg in the center and I'm just going to defend oh, God and live to fight another day. Hey, she's killing it right now. She just took over, um, the program in Texas. She finally has a roster. Um, she is like intimate and like women's wrestling history bro um olympic bronze medalist like she's a killer dude uh she's an og she's an og in the game dude um she i know dude i learned so much from her i love her um she came down and did a clinic and she did a couple of privates that i just got to sit down and just spend time with her right and then i think some there's a lot what there's a lot of coaches that just like, hey, do that right. Right. Like, and then and I'm about to break it down. High crotch. You talk about high crotch, right? High crotch, mm-hmm. but what if you put your hand out this way? Like you switch and you get the takedown, right? That's technically not a correct by the book high crotch, right? But the real question is, she she goes, Did you score? Did you get two? The answer is yes. So how can you say it's not correct? Right. So with her in the private, I had a, I had a student named Trevor Wagstaff and uh, such a good kid. And uh, he was doing a couple things 
that was unorthodox. But and I think some coaches sometimes just like, don't do that. Like, you know, but he was scoring, right? In positions. And then she goes, Randy, I remember this. And it stuck in my head. She goes, that's unique. And she goes, keep doing that. Hey, and she goes, when you get in that position, she goes, play with that a little bit more. That's really interesting how you're doing that. Keep playing with that position. And then later on down the road, let me know how that figures out, which means she goes, play with it, go to a high level tournament, go to a tournament, a local one, play with it, see if it's working. You can try it at a high level tournament and then let me know how that works out. Right. So she gave a lot of value to play wrestling in positions that if it's working and you're scoring, there's nothing wrong. with it. So well, let me, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a sec. It also it. depends on the level of wrestler you're going against. Right. Because that is correct. And, and that where, is where correct. does that play into it? Right. Where you have so, the junk, so, you know, all that. I, I get on my kids sometimes like, Hey, that's junk, dude. That is that, that really is not, <laughs> most likely not going to work against the upper echelon kids. And True. how do you, how do you, how do, how do you think that plays into that philosophy? I'm about to answer. I'm about to get question with the question. What if it is working on the high level guy? All right. So because, because both, because Bo Montanona and Brock Montanona, they were both in the finals at, uh, at Fargo. One won it, one loss, right? They they come from a jiu-jitsu background, but they wrestle and they both committed to Michigan. He kind of had a turn that he used his legs. He didn't really use his arms, he used his legs and he turned over. And you're talking at Fargo that everybody has to qualify. And it's usually some of the top guys in freestyle, right? So if mm -hmm. it's if if you're doing it that way, do you tell him not to do it? But if he's tagging people, what do you say? Mm -hmm. It's tough. And I think <laughs> so. Yeah, let me let me no. let me answer with a question. Let, let me get you with a question. What is, okay, what, okay. is what is the movie quote? Uh let me answer your question with a question of my own. I don't remember the I don't remember the whole quote from Zoolander. <laughs> but I and here's the thing is the sport's evolving. That's the heart. It's it's ever evolving and it's evolving faster than than it, we can we can imagine because like you're saying is one of the sports just evolving because the, just the natural evolution of, of, of any sport, any business, whatever, right. Anything there, there's always the evolution, but then you have the evolution of the availability of track wrestling and flow wrestling and access to all these different videos. Like for me in high school, I, I had a couple of VHS tapes that I'd go and watch during, um, during my periods in high school, my lunches in my, in my coaches or someone else's room. So you've had the evolution of, of that stuff being available. So that's, that's impacted the minds of how kids think about wrestling, how they approach wrestling and the technical growth. So you've got that kind of evolution. I, I, I do see that there's this evolution of jujitsu. A lot of people who are starting in jujitsu and then coming over to wrestling. Yes. Um, because of the future that there is in, in wrestling. And so I think there's going to be this unorthodox merging of some of these jujitsu position, uh, positions into wrestling, right? Even though obviously you're not 
you're not pulling guard in, in, in wrestling. No, right? you're not doing that. But I have had several kids that come over from jujitsu and they can move really well. And they're, they're, their how's their ability scrambling? to, how's their scrambling? Their scrambling is pretty darn good. Like sh- exactly. you know, shrimping and scooting their hips. And, um, and I would even go to a point, I'm even getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? Like it would not be a bad idea for my kids that don't do jujitsu almost to maybe just do a little bit of it. Just, just for moving your body in different positions and awareness, even though you're not, you don't need to compete, but I, I think there's some value, um, in what, what that brings to the sport of wrestling. So it, it's an every evolving sport. And I know for me as a coach, I've got to evolve with it because you have your, my own view set of how I wrestled, right? That's one way. Then there's my viewpoint of, okay, this is how the, the best wrestlers do it. Right. And then there's my viewpoint of how internationals wrestlers do it. And so um, trying to stick to what still is high percentage techniques, yep. but also understanding that I think there is the, the game is continuing to change and ever evolve. And so allowing kids that creativity to um, try things that necessarily aren't your typical wrestling and obviously right? for us as coaches if you try it in a match and you get stuck or something like that me and chase are going to probably lose our minds but if you keep working on it right uh <laughs> and if yeah. we're it, right um i'm about to throw another another um leg passing how that's the evolving that that's one of the most evolving moves in wrestling right now you have to have it and i was i was texting with james green after super 32, I saw him and I just, I asked him, Hey, what are you seeing out of super 32? What's your, what's your, um, your takeaways. And one of the things he talked about, and I think he even tweeted about it is how kids go to wizard positions right away, or they're going to, you know, funk moves right away. Maybe his, his, his point was more going wizard instead of square the hips. Right. And it's amazing how quickly kids just go to that position you know i i know that evolved um in high school that was just kind of making its way when i was in in high school and i wasn't a big uh wizard position guy um even anyways in all of my wrestling not something i worked on until the end of my career but even like it's crazy even my kids that haven't even wrestled that much like i see them going to it like that a year or two like where did you even learn that we've never even gone over it you know? And so I, I, I think you do have to have both and the logic always goes, logic always goes right. Like <laughs> defense, head hands, depending who you are, head hands. We talked about it. Yeah. You, you have your hips, you have your, 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 your tricks. Right. Um, right. And we, you always hear coaches saying, no, go to your baseline first. And then, you know, your baseline kind of wears them down and then you can go to your funk, you know, where, Maybe, maybe it's evolving. Maybe it's changing where some kids, Hey, you go to your funk first and, and, and wrestle through that position and then use your baseline. You know, I, you, you don't really know. I think, I think both can, both can do it. Cause you got guys like Yanni who can go funk right away or, or tricks right away. But then he, he still has gnarly baseline defense. Right. That's the thing with, that's the thing with aspirin, right? Like I, I love the aspirins, right. I, I love Max too. He used to come down to CBC a lot um at one point do you tell ben that your stuff is orthodox isn't working but then you're sticking and winning national titles right 
Like, and I think what one word for us, the coach would be like, we just got to be open to it. Right. And just, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's the hard part is when you get to big time matches, like you said, and athletes are doing things that are out of the box, right? Like I have one athlete who does a banana split still, if it's there or splayed, I can't remember what's a banana split <laughs> and still gets it sometimes. And I'm just like, okay, you know, you gotta, sometimes you gotta let your athletes trust their instinct as well. Right. But that, I also think that's an earned thing too. Like letting your athletes trust their instinct that that kind of takes time where the coached athlete relationship is important. Like um, I had another cool. athlete, she was, um, she's still really new to wrestling two years in and a couple of weeks ago wins a tournament. And it was funny because they put a video out um, on, on, on their Instagram and she was in the upper body position. Right. And then I see her start to go for a head and arm and I'm like, no, cause I mean, it, it it's, it, she's winning the match. I'm like, why are we going to go for a head and arm? But it was close. I think it was a two, two or three point match. I can't remember, but Trent, you know, rips this head and arm, puts her to her back and pins her. But I think in the video, I'd yell, you know, no, not that move. Okay. Well, okay. Well, maybe that move you're good. You know, but <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> learning as a coach how to trust mm -hmm. your athlete with positions you know like yeah. okay like you got that in your tool bag great you know but where you're talking about and I think where this all ties together is my kids who do want to do those things I'm I'm good with it but I also want to see you putting the time in on your own that you're play wrestling through positions and think about yes. hey what what like almost logic through it logic through like the areas where you can get beat. I know John Smith and I've talked about him before, but one of the things that he mentioned to me when he was training was, and, and I knew about is, Hey, I just, I, I put myself in every position. Like I would spar and drill in positions by myself. And I would put myself purposely in all these different positions in, in practice, because I, I really wanted to figure out the ins and outs. I really wanted to figure out and, and problem solve, you know, I really wanted to problem solve what the, um, what the issues were. Right. And I, and, and I'm okay. That's where I'm trying to get our athletes or get athletes and, and just understand in general, like you can go to these positions, but take the time to at least play through them, work through them, yep. you know, play with them on your own, come in the wrestling room, just spend five minutes after practice, get in this position and play through and figure out, okay, this works, you know, this doesn't work. This is be kind of a, a, a scientist or an artist, so to speak. You're going to have, you're going to have to like, so you can figure out how to paint the canvas. Right. Right. Um, dude, I totally agree. All right. Last segment for today. Yes, sir. All right. It's seasons here, right? Uh, we talked about off season coming in, but seasons here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It is full go. One Seasons of the biggest, one of the biggest things that kids are dealing with is a uh, a big word. That a lot of them are, are uh, let's just say they they like it, and some of them are afraid. It's called wrestle offs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, tell me more. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, everybody here is on the show knows wrestling love wrestling right you got to wrestle off for a spot especially when it comes to postseason two who's going to be the guy that's going to represent us at that weight right for the state title um that word means a lot to a lot of people right um some people 
do get challenged. Some people don't, right? Maybe you're the guy, right? For some people that are challenging for a spot or the people that are do get challenged, what is our mindset? What are we doing going in? Or if we do want a spot, what are our plans and strategies for these wrestle-offs? Mm. That's a that's a that's a great question. Okay. That's a great question. <laughs> I think a lot of that's done in your training. Yeah. I think how you approach practice. I think how you approach tournaments. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote some mindset mindset stuff here. Let's mindset go. Mike, right? We're working with him, um, and, and and it's been incredibly powerful to for my kids, even for myself. You know, there are things you know as an athlete, high level athlete, that you don't always necessarily think about. Some of it's some of it's not anything new, but some of it's just, oh, I hadn't thought about that in a while. Or just it 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 kind of brings your thinking down to their level, some, you know, down to their level. Cause again, you're at a high level, what you do, you know, we're at a high level. Sometimes to bring your levels down, it's 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 hard to do that, to make your messaging from a communication standpoint applicable to a five-year-old or eight-year-old or a 10-year-old or high school or whatever that might be. Right. But I think you got to treat every match like it's the national final. You got to treat every match like it's important. And when you go into it, you, you, your, your, your preparation for that match, whether it's a national finals match, whether it's a first round match at the snow cone open, or it's a wrestle off, right. You, 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 how you treat, in the snow cone, yeah, the snow cone open, you know, the rest <laughs> of the snow cone open. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing that from Sammy Henson because uh, that was a, that was a great, a great word that he would always say in, in, in college when we were, we had tournaments was the snow cone open. It's like, we're not getting ready for the snow cone open. We're getting ready to go wrestle at the Missouri open. We're getting ready to go wrestle. You know, we got the national tournament next week, not the snow cone open. That's not going to work for the snow cone open. I'm like, all right, well, all right, we well, guess we're gonna not, not go to the snow cone open. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that consistent preparation and per tie it back to your point in the off season, you put that time in in the off season because just like it takes time for your body to harden up and 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 prepare for competition, it takes time for your mind to kind of like get back into preparation for matches. Right. So that offseason stuff, that's where it becomes important. Right. Those wrestle offs are not, you're not winning. It's not because of the three weeks of work you did before that. It's the months and months of work that you did before that in your preparation, right? right? In how you're preparing for that and treating that match. Hey, this is like another match. I said this before when Kyle Snyder won the world championships, he talks about it um, in, in an interview he did. But the way he approached that that finals match against Sajalaya that first time he beat him and that tournament, he talked about that day when he was getting ready for that tournament felt like any other day because everything he did that day, he had already been doing leading up to that, right? right. And I think everyone gets in the mindset of, 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 of wrestle-offs as like the end-all be-all, right? And, and, and then you start putting all this pressure on yourself and now you go out and, of course, the, these are there's some different factors that play in because you're wrestling. It's someone that you wrestle every single day in practice. I know I had a guy that I wrestled in college and the first match I beat him pretty good. We did best two out of three. Um, You know, he wasn't by any means a world beater, but he's still a tough kid. Second match. It was close. It was like a four, three match or five, three match because he kind of knew, he kind of knew what I I did. 
But regardless, the way you prepare, the way your mindset, what you're telling yourself, whatever your, your, your resets are, whatever your triggers are, you know, whatever your recipe is for preparation, you're doing the same thing leading in a rest loss. Nothing, right. nothing, not a lot should really change on that day. I mean, maybe you tweak a little bit here and there, but everything should already be laid out. And so that's kind of my approach with rest loss. And look, most of the time, even if you lose the first one, most, most high schools or teams have a, you know, a two or three wrestle off kind of thing, right. Hope or two or three wrestle off process because the beginning of season, you know, kids start to change and develop and stuff like that. And, and, and so um, it's, it's not always like the end all be all, but I think right. the pressure that kids put on themselves doesn't make I, it any easier, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I, the way you approach it has to be the same way. I absolutely agree. It's just keep your same routine. Um, I know sometimes at tournaments you have headphones. I don't know if wrestle offs are going to let you have headphones in the room, but it's, it's, it's keep the same mindset, right? Uh, make sure you do a good warm up, blot your lungs, stuff like that before you wrestle off. Uh, it's the same thing. It's just another day in the office, man, you know, right. probably. And then definitely most of all your wrestle off happens inside your own gym. And to me, it's just another day in the office, right? You're comfortable there. It's your house, right? Just do your thing, man. And then um, if you don't win your wrestle off, if you don't, God forbid, if you don't, it's a long season, right? We're, we're, the season has just started, right? Just because you didn't win that one doesn't mean you can't win it in the middle or you can't even win it at the end to represent yourself for the postseason as well. So, you know, and plus, even if you do the, hey, write the notes, see where you messed up at, come back, work on things. You can always get better. Like even even if you are the guy and if you do get challenged, I believe it's still going to make you better because it's going to keep you on edge as well, right? Yep. If you do get challenge as well, um, you want to accept that challenge as well. So yeah, man. <laughs> Great segment, brother. That was that was that, that 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 was solid stuff. I think there's really good information in there. You know, I think per what we've talked about, your off season stuff, you got to be doing something, right? You're preparing for matches, prepare for every match the same way, um, prepare for every match the same way. And I should also end that with saying, make sure you evaluate if something wasn't working and take time to evaluate, even if it is working, right? Those are, those are what the great athletes, great, anyone who's great in what they do can evaluate whether the wins and the losses, your, 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 your evaluation afterwards, there should be a similar evaluation. It, 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 winning and losing both require management. It's just a different management, right? It's a different, it's, it's a different way that you, uh, you know, maybe a different way that you approach it or you're watching video, you're looking for different things, but I always try to evaluate whether it was a great tournament or whether it was, you know, not a great tournament for our team. Hey, how do we get to the next best place? Right. How do we take what worked here and then pull that over into, you know, yeah, what worked and then trim the fat and let's continue down this process. That's that process oriented mindset. So absolutely the first shot podcast. <laughs> what I was saying, hey, you can fight, you can wrestle, but a lot of people can't take the first shot. So um, it's the start of everybody's season. So wrestling season's here um, for everybody that has upcoming new tournaments. Good luck. Um, we're starting to have a lot of fans on IG and everything. So uh, here we go. Hey, and we're on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. 
And then you can send my DMs and ask us questions that we want for the show or any topics one of the show. So yeah, man. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Hit me up on Instagram. You have questions, things that want to go on. That's right. And we have some guests coming up. We'll That's right. We got that. a couple big ones, actually. Yes. Um, we got a couple big guests coming up, so stay tuned. And then uh, peace, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>